You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's up, Live Different Podcast listeners? I am here to tell you a little bit about something new we have launched via Under 30 Experiences, our new line of custom experiences open to any age, bringing together communities around the world. Literally, if you are a blogger, a fitness coach, a yoga teacher, or someone who has a community that you want to bring together to go on an amazing trip somewhere across the world, you should bring them down to Costa Rica. You should bring them down to Tulum, Mexico. We will organize your trip to Bali. We will go out there with Iceland with you and up to 20 of your closest friends, followers, community members, open to all ages, custom-experiences.com. That's what's new with me and the whole Under 30 Experiences crew. If you haven't seen it, check that out, as well as our new trip to Thailand. You guys are going to love 10 days from Bangkok up to Chiang Mai in the Highlands and down to the glorious islands of Thailand and Southeast Asia. Check us out, under 30 Experiences. And now, back to your regular scheduled programming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Live Different Podcast. I am Matt Wilson, and today we are joined by our very special guest, Joy Parrish, LPC, the licensed professional counselor and host, co-host of Girls Gone Wad podcast. Joy, how are you doing? Hey, Matt. I'm great. It's so fun to talk to you again. I, uh, I'm really glad to, to chat. And uh, I have I want to open it by asking you, and this is something I've never addressed, I don't think, on my podcast, but I always say the same thing when I introduce people. I always call them a very special guest. I don't know why, but I just got in the habit. And uh, I don't know, I think it rolls off the tongue nicely. But uh, I, I guess I'm I'm blowing up my own spot here, letting you know that it's been, you were a very special guest, but also 70 other people that I've interviewed so far. So <laughs> sorry, Joy. I'm in a good club. Let's just put it that way. I'm kind of like in the secret society of Matt Wilson's podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, uh, that you're still okay with it. Uh, I want to kind of have a, just a open-ended conversation. We started to catch up, but we talked for about 30 seconds and then we, we kind of said, well, we should just start recording this and, and go for it. Uh, of course, there's some things that I want to get into because I find it so interesting that you have a podcast first of all it's called girls gone wad which is yep. quite provocative joy and it's you know it's real provocative <laughs> and and uh you're a licensed professional counselor and so that's fun to to talk about maybe the intersection where uh crossfit and also uh yeah, counseling and and all the there's so much to talk about. I I guess so we'll we'll uh, not spoil where we end up going. But uh, yeah, how how are things since we last saw each other here in Costa Rica? You had a, a retreat here with Girls Gone Wild, brought your community together. You have another one coming up in Iceland that has a massive waiting list, as I understand. I'm um, I'm really excited for you guys. Oh my gosh, it's just been a whirlwind. Uh, so we did Costa Rica in April with Under 30 Experiences, and Claire and I were just blown away by A, the experience, but B, the community that showed up and was a part of our group, our specific Girls Gone Wad group. Um, I, I think we went into it really not knowing what to expect, but it, you know, we, we knew it was going to be fun no matter what, but it just completely exceeded all of our expectations and just had so much fun with the women and male. There's one guy on the trip yes. uh, that joined our group and um, we just became really close and felt like we developed some really long-term friendships. So um, we're obviously from that experience or we had a lot of people from our audience uh, reach out and say, we really want to do another trip. Are you going to do one again? So of course we got with you guys and put Iceland together and it sold out in less than an hour, which was not expected. So now we have a wait list and we are just thrilled to have another opportunity to connect with this 
awesome, awesome podcast audience because they truly keep us going <laughs> every single day. That's that's awesome. Uh, Joy, I never got to ask you how you and Claire got started with Girls Gone Wild. I, I never oh, really yeah. got to hear the story. I'm I'm curious because you're your two best friends, as it says, uh, of course, in your show intro. In our bio, guess, yeah. yeah. In your bio. Uh, I think there's about 10 years between you, and you guys have yeah. a very interesting chemistry. It's, uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear more. Yeah. And I, I got to say, too, Claire's my other half with all of this. And so I really wish she could make it tonight. She had a conflict and um, and she truly is. Anytime I do something without her, it feels like I have no, you know, like missing a limb or something just because she's so integral to the dynamic. But uh, we met uh, at our at our first CrossFit gym that we both uh, had you know started going to so we were both fairly new to CrossFit. Um, I had been doing it for a couple years just out of a garage with a friend who did it in New York City, and it really was not on the scene as it is now. Um, so we met there. We both had blogs at the time. This was around two. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get the year wrong. Um, I think it's 2013 is when we. Yeah, so 2013. So right, I'd say 2012 is when we officially met and um, we're doing CrossFit together. We both had blogs at the time and really podcasts were not on the scene. I was listening to what podcasts existed because there was probably a good handful, uh, you know, very the old school ones like Ben Greenfield, um, the you know, like Card Talk. There was a couple running podcasts. Um, Joy the Baker had a podcast and I was just so enthralled with how she did hers. So I just noticed that there was some uh, CrossFit podcast. There was the Wad Wadcast podcast and the Barbell Shrug podcast, but there really wasn't a voice for women. So I just had this idea. I'm like, I wonder, wonder if I could do something like this, but I need a co-host. I don't like doing it, you know, just solo. And so uh, knowing that Claire was a blogger and had content, I reached out to her and I said, Hey, do you listen to podcasts? And she's like, not really. <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> would you want to start one? Um, and honestly, it was a text conversation. And two weeks later, we had everything that we needed to start a podcast. So we just hit the ground running and kind of ran with the idea, not even knowing, having no idea where it was going to go, where it was going to take us. If we were even going to keep, you know, stay committed to doing it every week, we just, I mean, honest to goodness, I don't know if this is the best model, but we just we go like week to week with this thing. And we do have things planned ahead of time. We kind of need to now that we have grown as, as much as we have, but for the most part, as far as content or interviews, we're pretty fly by the seat of our pants because we've always been that way. And we just find that it works well with our lives. Um, planning too far in ahead, just too far in advance isn't um, always doable. She has a family. I have a family. So um, yeah, it's, but it's, it's so much fun. It's, truly the the one thing that we could probably do all day long and not get sick of it that's that's but we awesome. both have full-time jobs so we kind of have to make it our side gig right. but it's also just that passion you know how you do things because it's a passion and i'm not sure if it was our full-time job if we would love it but a lot of people ask us that so no it, I, I totally understand and of course with my podcast i'm able to connect with such amazing people and sure there's a uh of course it's a great quote-unquote networking opportunity and all of that for business reasons but i really just do it because i love it and i it's it's also my opportunity to be able to connect with people from way down here in in costa rica it's not like i'm on the events circuit or going to events where I can meet people or I'm not right. getting invited to I mean, you know what the little town is like, sure. I get invited to go to dinner with people, but it's like the same 10 people who live in the town who I hang out with. And so, uh, yeah, it's a nice opportunity, but it's, it's totally something that, uh, I just love doing. And yeah, I completely agree with you there. I was, I was talking about, uh, trying to get more consistent with it because maybe for my first 40 episodes I was every week it was uh, it was yeah it was new and uh, I kind of hit a point where well other things had to take priority business wise but I I always think man if I could podcast every day I really would yeah 
Yeah, it it really is a lot of fun. So we keep that in mind for sure. It's something that we both are super passionate about. But uh, who knows? Who knows where podcasting is going to go, too? It's kind of exciting to watch. I know. Well, I started listening to podcasts about three years ago, I would say. Uh, maybe a little over. Yeah, just about three years ago. And that's when I really got into Bulletproof. Uh, Dave Asprey had maybe a hundred. Yeah, Yeah, he probably had a hundred episodes out and I probably listened to them all that summer. (laughs) And, you know, then I got into, you know, some Joe Rogan stuff. Of course, it's three hours long and I don't often have three hours uh, to listen to someone. But when it's when he has an interesting guest on, that's always it's, you know, more entertainment than anything. And uh yeah, I really, and that was right when they started putting the podcast app directly on everyone's phone, and that's when I feel yep. like it really bl- blew up. But that's yeah, that's that's amazing. So, uh, Joy, so what was your original intention? I'm I'm curious. Just to talk and, and give women a voice, were you going to do interviews? Did you just want to have it time to ha- hang out with Claire and and bring up different subjects? Uh, I'm curious mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. So from listening to so many podcasts, I knew exactly what I wanted it to sound and feel like. And I knew I needed a co-host. I knew that this was something that I did not want to go alone. But I also knew that I needed, you know, a, you know, th- there has to be a dynamic. Like Claire and I didn't really even know if we were going to have a good dynamic. We just, I knew she was hilarious. I was like, I, I really think I could you know, get this girl and she would get me. And so, um, we both just kind of had this passion for giving women a voice or not, not giving them a voice, but being a voice and kind of saying the things that everyone's afraid to say. I knew that the dynamic or I'm sorry, the, the feel of the show would not be so much like, um, interviews per se, but more of a personal journal. So one of the biggest compliments and a lot of the feedback we get when we do, when we get emails or people will review us on iTunes is it feels like I'm just hanging out with my best friends. And that's the vibe that we want, you know, is we want it to be very laid back, very funny, very just kind of like you're hanging out with your girlfriends. And so that's the biggest compliment that we can receive. That's kind of the vibe that I knew going forward that we both wanted to create. And we both agreed on that wholeheartedly. And then we really just, I think over time, because you meet so often and she and I have so much to talk about. Granted, we could talk for hours on, you know, you just hit record and we have no issue talking or finding things to talk about. We used to never plan what we would talk about. We would just hit record and start talking in our earlier episodes. But, you know, over over so much time, we kind of have to be like, well, we have to be a little bit more uh, mindful of, of expanding what we do and not always just be uh claire and i talking because you know quite frankly even once a week it's hard to figure out what to talk about but um so then we decided to kind of sprinkle in some guests here and there and we've had some amazing guests we've had greg glassman on the show um julie bauer who's a local uh she's a very well known in the blogger world of uh, Paleo MG. She just lives down the street. We've had her on Cherie Chan, who's very well known in the CrossFit community, as well as Nicole Carroll. So we've had some pretty banging guests on our show. Um, but the funny thing too is people always write and say, I love when you guys have guests, but nothing beats a classic Joy and Claire episode. So that makes us feel good. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I didn't realize that you were neighbors with Julie. Julie's been on the podcast and yeah. of course uh, came down and did a trip with her community uh, with Paleo MG. That's, that's really cool. I actually listened to one of your episodes, if not two of them with Julie. And well, she's always hilarious in her she own right. so great. Oh, I love her. We're going to actually record with her. Oh gosh, it's like her fourth or fifth time on the show. So she's going to be coming up soon. Um, but yeah, we have a really good, we have a really good time with our guests and, and I think it's just really important too for Claire and I to share our lives. I think as we developed a trust with our audience, I think they really understand us and that, you know, we go through difficult things and we can talk about it and it brings us closer. And I think that's, uh, been one of the most important things that Claire and I want to keep doing and be very genuine about is, not not oversharing in an uncomfortable way, but more of, hey, this is something we either went through or are going through, um, and how are we currently handling it? Because uh, another big piece of feedback that we receive is that we don't uh, – or that people, they don't feel alone because they feel like they have someone that relates to them, whether it be anxiety, 
postpartum depression, um, you know, losing a job, getting a job, going through the difficulties of relationships and marriages. We're very brutally honest about all of that um, to a point where we ha- can now laugh about these things. And I, I think there's a lot of times where I'm like, wow, I think the podcast has saved me a lot of arguments because now I can laugh at myself and know that everyone's in the same boat together with, st- you know, silly things you're going to deal with in a relationship. But if no one's talking about it, you feel like, oh, well, my relationship must suck because no one else is fighting. Everyone else is perfect on Facebook, you know? And so right. we really, we really try to be, uh, like I said, appropriately transparent, not to a point that it's, un- that's uncomfortable, but we are comfortable sharing these stories. So, um, that is very important to our audience. It's important for us to keep doing, uh, being, being that open. No, that that's really cool. And, and that people just by hearing that you guys have gone through certain things or just by hearing your, your comforting voices and you have a community around the podcast now, uh, of course, of people who give you this feedback and send you emails and of course write you reviews and well now come on trips and, and actually can meet you in person. But it's so important that people understand that they're, that they're not alone out there i'm trying to think if there are any other examples of you know where else can you just kind of feel that yeah someone someone understands you know it's not like you're you're not literally speaking to the person or it's not like the person has come has come to you for counseling but it is you are kind of able to scale that in some way, don't don't you think? You see where I'm going with that? I know exactly. Yeah, I feel like it's you know what it is is it's the, um, people like to compare where they are in life. So we love comparing because we have to have some sort of benchmark of where we are and that we are quote unquote on the right path. So I think that in some way our podcast can provide that validation for people that we struggle with the things you struggle with, and uh, that we don't. I think somewhere along the lines that I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I think, you know, Claire and I always talk about social media being this perfect curation of life that everything looks so perfect. And for a while, I think people really were letting that affect them negatively to a point where they just thought that their life sucked because they didn't have beautiful pictures on their Facebook page every day. And they're like, you know, going through a divorce or something like that, you know? So, um, so I think that Claire and I always try to be, that voice for people, um, or not, I, I don't want to say that we're like giving people a voice, but we're just trying to be transparent because we know how important I know how important it is to me to know that I'm not alone and how refreshing it is that, um, if I see someone just being like, man, this sucks, I'm going through it. I'm really having a tough time that, um, there's a lightness that comes from that and just being able to, uh, compare yourself with someone else. And I think comparison is a good thing too. comparison lets you know, like, Hey, what I'm going through is not, I'm not a special snowflake and that I can feel like I've got a tribe that will support me even if I don't know these girls. And, um, I ought to just say one last thing really quick too, is that at the gate, we just got back from the CrossFit games a couple weeks ago and both Claire and I were just in awe and shock about, um, all the listeners that came up to us and approached us at the games that were like, you know, kind of pulling us up to the side individually and saying to Claire, you know, I had postpartum depression too, and I was suicidal and you gave me the hope to like get out of bed and go to counseling. Um, or someone came up to me and was like, you know, we had multiple interactions like this throughout the weekend. And Claire and I would just kind of like talk at the end of the day, like, how did we get here? How did we get so lucky to meet these women? And we met so many incredible women and men that we were like, you know, the second they come up to us, they'd be like, I know, I feel like I know you. I feel like I know everything about you. And I'm so sorry that to be creepy because you don't know anything about me. And, uh, you know, by the end of the weekend, we were both like, we feel like we know you. We feel like we know every single listener because we've created this thing that's bigger than us and that everyone who kind of joins in our circle is we know what type of person we attract, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, can I tell you that we've, with the like very small exception of one weird troll on the internet, we rarely get any negativity on our social media, which is unheard of. Like I can probably count on one hand how many times we've had a negative interaction. And by negative, I mean someone who is just being stupid. Like we'll get people who write us and 
you know, really disagree with what we, something we've said, but that's, that's great. Like we encourage that. We want people to have a discussion with us. So, you know, I think just that says a lot too about who we attract, that we attract really dedicated listeners and a really, um, genuine audience. So I'm sorry. I think, I feel like I went off like five different tracks, but it's just, it's, it's just super, super cool. No, that was, that was great. I mean, I really appreciate hearing that especially that people were able to share those things with you at the CrossFit Games and or wherever in the world you are, if, if it's just yeah. an email, because it, like you said, it keeps you going and uh, and Claire going. But really, I mean, you're you're that voice when people are driving in their cars and they're pulling themselves to work and they flip on one of your episodes. I mean, that's that's really great. Uh, yeah, that that that's a really great thing. Uh, I didn't want to go down the the social media media rabbit hole uh, about the you know. I, I, okay, I think that everybody knows for now, right? That at this point, everybody gets it that those aren't people's real lives, and don't feel bad about yourself if you don't have you know whatever the 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 engagement pictures right. or whatever oh god right but on the same note i of course went on facebook before our uh before our episode was just kind of relaxing at home for a little bit and then i thought oh god i would much rather see some uh f at f almost fake happy people on facebook than all the negativity with north korea and white supremacy oh, and god knows whatever i else. know god knows whatever else seriously oh yeah 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 it's um well you know what it, whatever i guess it's always it's always something so, so. it's always something yes uh-huh um no, that's that's really cool. What so okay, so you mentioned a couple different issues that you guys have addressed and things that you've gone through in your maybe in your own lives or just what that I think women as a whole and and people as a whole are going through uh, in general just because of well, as we just stated the state of the world, it is always something and yeah. um not to not to get too deep into one of those issues of of course we can um but i'm curious how you feel because okay so you do this counseling as a as a profession and yeah i mean you're just somebody's uh, not to not to dumb down the counseling profession but you're someone there who can objectively listen to somebody and that's that's so important. So I'm curious where, you know, you have your best friend, your outlet, someone who you can speak to. Uh, of course, you have a husband that it sounds like you guys really get along really nicely and you can confide in, in things with him. But mm -hmm. where can other people go? And now this, now this question kind of sounds corny, but where can <laughs> other people go to get, to get help? No, where can other people... Yeah. Because there has to be an outlet. To have an outlet, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the podcast is great, but yes. where else? Right. And you know, it's like two things. One, I think being on social media and be, you know doing the common sense section and venting is not therapy, nor is it uh, appropriate, um, you know, letting out your emotions. Like, do not be a keyboard warrior because that just like fosters more anger and rage. So I, you know, I, I appreciate that people like go on social media to give their opinions, but I feel like there's also, you, you got to diversify your self-care. <laughs> so I would right. really make sure people step away from the keyboards. Right. Um, but, and then second of all, I feel like there's times when I've caught myself in a rut of listening to, I love audiobooks and I love podcasts. Be I'm an introvert. So I'm very much the person that needs to kind of, I, I limit my social interactions. And then at the end of the night, I have to really just like go within myself. I can't really talk to anyone. Like even my husband and I have this thing, like when I get home, I have to kind of just be in my cave for 10 minutes before I can be, you know, interacting with him, which is just, a, it's hilarious, but you have to like know yourself. So um, but I would get into this world where I'd just be like constantly listening to podcasts or, or books. And you kind of have to step away from that because you can get really, um, you have to listen to your own voice sometimes. And I think if you have too much coming at you and people are like, oh, I don't want to meditate or, oh, I have good self care. I think it's very important at least 
once a week or at least a couple times a week if you can to listen to be either without anything in your ears or anyone talking to you and just kind of listen to yourself and kind of hear your own voice um, and dream a little bit. And so I think that that's a thing that's something that everyone can do because um, I love podcasts and audiobooks just as much as the next person. But so I have to be really mindful of just being like, all right, have I heard my own voice today? Okay. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there's so many options, I, especially just being a therapist. I know how to to give people resources to find counselors in their areas. So I, I, I also want to say that you don't really have to have a big issue to go to counseling. It just really feels good to talk to someone who's objective. Um, and then there's always going to be a school in your area that has, um, most likely if you live in a, in a city with a college or a school that has a graduate program, most likely you're going to see a therapist program that they have to have students get clinical hours and all the students are supervised by licensed professional counselors or, you know, licensed social workers or PhDs. So you're really getting a really good quality therapist for nothing. Um, and they have those almost universally at every, uh, university that has a counseling program, a graduate school. Um, the other thing that I think is really cool and starting to take off is, uh, Skype sessions, or uh, there's an app now called Talkspace that is virtual therapy. Oh, wow. That's great. And I'm, yeah, and I'm actually really interested in this and also kind of looking to do this myself because I feel like I I do love therapy. You, there's limitations because you have to be licensed in the state that you practice. So there's, there's got to be some weird things that you can't really do sessions from other states. And, you know, there's a bunch of hoops that you have to go through as far as liability. But um, that, I think, is a really cool thing that's emerging uh, for people to access therapy that's really, really, really cheap. Um, but you have access to your therapist all the time, um, you know, just through your phone. And I I... I think there's some old school therapists that would be really looked down on that, but I think it's brilliant because the more people that have a comfort level of reaching out for help, the better. I don't care if it's walking through a therapy door or, you know, looking at an app on your phone and, you know, giving a little quick text chat with your therapist like that to me is just way better than feeling like you have to suffer in silence. So there's a lot of different ways I would encourage everyone to, if you have insurance, I always tell folks to Google or, um, every insurance plan that you're on, they most likely have some type of counseling plan. I think most insurance insurance plans are really good about covering some behavioral health now, which is great. So if your insurance plan covers some therapy, you can go on their website, whether it be Cigna, Aetna, what have you, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and you just look through their providers. So every insurance plan is going to have a list of providers that they most likely cover. Some will just let you, you know, choose a therapist that takes their insurance. But, um, just Google the names that they cover. And I would always kind of look to see if they, the therapist had a website and then I'd look at their website and I kind of just went off a of vibe. But, uh, I, I think people also need to know that once they choose a therapist or even if they just talk to someone that's on online, um, they have to feel comfortable with that person. So this is not like a dentist where you just go get your teeth cleaned and then you're like, ah, oh, well, I don't really like my dentist, but it's only like once a year. So I don't, right. <laughs> like you have to, you have to, you have to like your therapist. So if you don't like your therapist, you go find a new one because this is not like all therapists are not created equal. And that I, we are so different, whether, whether it be personalities or practice styles. So if you don't like the therapist that you chose, or that you kind of just were handed or, you know, whatever the situation may be, please go find someone else because you have to like your therapist for it to be effective. Sure. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I like how, uh, well, first of all, I think the app is a, is a great idea or, or Skype sessions or whatever, because that's a huge yeah. barrier for people to be able to actually uh, attend these sessions is yeah. getting to the place and carving out time for the schedule or getting out of bed for some people. And so I, exactly. I think that's, of course, incredibly important. But I, I think you made a great point to start off about just mindfulness in general and not do, yet yeah, don't have Joe Ro or I was going to say Joe Rogan, but Joy and Claire's voice in your head 24 yeah. seven listening to uh, episode number six and seven in the in the archives uh, to try to make yourself yeah feel better, you know, when you oh my God. just go for a walk in a yeah. peaceful location and just see what emotions pop up and say, oh, I should probably yeah. 
Think, I should probably uh, pay attention. Yeah, to that. exactly. Or or do some journaling. Uh, yeah, might be a good idea. That, but no, those are those are great. Yeah, uh, yeah those are those are obviously great resources for people, and, yeah. and so important for people to just feel that they're not alone out there. Yeah, I think that's the. I, you're gonna laugh at this, but I when I was in school to become a counselor, I didn't think I needed counseling. I was like, sure. I don't need counseling. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, granted, I was very young and just thought I knew everything. But I just look back at that and I'm like, wow. You know, so when I finally went to counseling, I was like, what? I cannot believe that I was going to be a counselor having never been to counseling. Um, and some programs make that a requirement, which they all should. But my program didn't. So it was kind of one of those things where I was just learning a lot and doing a lot of clinicals. But uh, anyway, I just remember thinking, laughing at myself down the road, thinking I have learned so much about myself as a therapist, how to be a better therapist, and also, of, of course, personal growth. But um, it it can be scary. I think they're, the reason I tell that story is at the beginning, I kind of had a stigma about going to counseling for myself. Uh, and I think there was this you know, I don't know, guilt or whatever it was that I had to go talk to someone and that, you know, I really was just wanting to be a helper in this world and I don't need help. And my goodness, that's just the stupidest way to think. And I'm so glad I finally uh, took the plunge and saw a therapist because I think everyone can just benefit from having having a space to just come in and unload. And I'll tell you what, nine times out of 10, I'm not kidding you when I say this, Nine times out of 10, when a patient walks into my office and they sit down in the chair and they just start crying because they've been holding on to whatever they've been holding on. Like wow. this is when I, when I first meet a patient, okay? This isn't every single time they come in, but it's their first visit. The first visit is always like just unloading. You can just literally feel the weight fall off their shoulders and they're allowed to cry and just lose their shit. Um, and so I, I kind of like lovingly would always joke with them. Like, I wish I had a sign on my wall and I still should just like paint this on my wall that says, it's totally okay if you cry on the first visit because everyone would just start crying and they'd be like, I'm so sorry. I haven't even like met you yet. And <laughs> I'm already unloading. I'm like, this is what we're here for. And I have stock and tissues, so don't even worry about that. Um, so yeah, it's, that just tells, said so much to me about how much we carry, and how much we walk around just carrying the weight of the world when you just walk into a therapist's office and just immediately start crying because you know that you can walk into a space and just finally let go. But I think also people are uncomfortable with feeling negative emotions. So we always, you know, what do we do when people are crying? You want to try and make them feel better. Where there's part of me, it's like, nah, you just got to feel that shit sometimes. Right. We have to. Like that's part of being human is to just feel shitty. Um, and then, you know, I think we're always wanting to be very quick to clean up the mess or fix it or what have you. Um, but that's part of the human existence is just, you know, being like, yeah, this totally sucks. This just sucks. You know, that's yeah, that's, that's so important to know. And that goes back to what you said about your podcast is you talk about real things that, yep. you know, you talk about the shitty parts of life with your best friends and people understand that they're not a not alone. And, and Joy, I want to ask, of course, it's like the question everybody always wanted to ask a counselor, but is it hard to listen to all that stuff? You know, you know, the, you know, the question, like it, it, it must be, uh, it must be, of course, exhausting at some point, but yeah. I also, I had a, uh, my girlfriend from high school was studying to be a counselor in, in college and she had said to me one time, it always stuck with me for, for some reason, she said that uh, you really have to, or that maybe she was even learning in school that uh, she needed to be over all of her own personal stuff. And maybe that's not ever possible or, or true that you don't have to be over all of your personal stuff, but you have to come mm -hmm. into this job in a really good place, I would assume. Is is that correct? 
Yeah, you have to really, this is the hard part because typically you go to school and you're fairly young when you graduate. I mean, not everyone, but for the most part, when you go to grad school, you're really young and you don't have a ton of life experience. And when you start seeing patients, they're kind of, I, I would often, well, luckily I started my career working with kids. So that was kind of an advantage, but I would work with a lot of parents too. And they kind of be like, well, what do you know? Right. So um, I think it takes a lot of just personal growth and experience to become a good counselor. Um, but, you know, as far as being over your stuff, I definitely just think you need to be aware of your stuff and to keep it in check. And counselors have a lot of checks and balances that we do to make sure that that's, you know, the case. So there's things that we call that I'm not going to go into. They're like transference and counter-transference. So that kind of more or less means that you're, um, things are coming up that you're not able to be objective in the therapy session. So you kind of have to be very aware of that. Um, but as far as, yeah, so it's, it's something that people, if you're a good therapist, you really should, that should be in the forefront of your mind all the time of whether or not you can be objective. And there's times when patients will come in that really trigger something in you, whether it be, you know, bias or, um, something that you dealt with that is bringing up more emotions for you than you can really manage. Um, you know, for example, I lost two grandmothers in one year, um, a couple years ago. And so whenever I would get a patient that had either just lost someone or, um, that maybe was a little bit older that reminded me of my grandmother, I had a really hard time with it. So that's just something I didn't necessarily have to stop seeing that patient. I was just like, well, I just have to, I have to keep, I have to be aware of my own emotions. Um, but you can be human, you know, there's times when you can appropriately cry with your patient. That's totally fine. But as far as your question around, um, you know, whether or not it's difficult to, listen to people all day. Trust me, we have days where, um, if I I would say it's really hard when you see a lot of patients in one day. So there'd be times when I'd see, I'd say five to six, you're really pushing it. And some days I would say, I would see seven to eight just because things got, you know, crazy that day or what have you. Um, that's when it's really difficult. So like by the end of the night, your brain is just like full, like you kind of, you're kind of catatonic because you are taking in so much energy. Um, and then that's another thing that therapists are, are taught to do is to be very aware of when you have, um, compassion fatigue, which is an actual thing where you just kind of start becoming numb to things that you should be very passionate or you should be very emotional about. So it's kind of like when, um, you know, first responders stop having emotional responses to really difficult things and they, you, you either become cynical or you just kind of get this, this detached cold attitude towards what you're interacting with. And that's, that's compassion fatigue. Right. Where you just, I, I can imagine yeah, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody's, uh, somebody's dog dies. We'll, we'll use that. And, and you're like, all right, lady. So did the last five people. I yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you, you know, and even like, you would never say that to a patient, obviously, but right. like whenever you see there's, you would, you would, I've seen therapists say this to their coworker, no, yeah, their coworkers. And even saying it to your coworker is compassion fatigue. You know, I, I understand that we all have to have like sick humor every once in a while, but if, if someone is just kind of like, oh man, I just, I can't believe, you know, it just whatever, like complaining about a condition or something. And it's like when you're kind of like, well, you know, you shouldn't be saying that, you know, A, you shouldn't really be talking to your, your coworker in that way, just because it's kind of inappropriate. But like the, the attitude, I think is kind of like, I, I don't, there's a difference between having like funny therapy humor, you know, like nurses have funny, funny nurse right. humor and doctors have funny doctor humor, I'm sure. But it's when you kind of stop losing that fire for the, for the care of the patient in a way that kind of just gives you that empathy uh, is, is when you either just have to take a break for a while. And it's not to say that you should just, you're a shitty counselor. It's just people have to take a break. That's what, that's kind of like one of the signs. And I manage a team now, so I have to keep an eye on that and just make sure I'm like, are you taking care of yourself? Because, you know, you're getting a little cynical. So, right. um, right. so yeah, it, it, it wears on you. It absolutely does. I'd be lying if I was like, no, I'm ready to hear people talk about their stuff every single day. Um, because you know, the fact of the matter is we're dealing with some really, some patients are really acutely mentally ill and it's, um, it can be really sad when you 
when you know there's not much you can do for them, you know? Yeah. And you just kind of have to put up with their, you know, they can be really nasty to you, but you can't take it personal because A, it's your job, and B, they're mentally ill. So you're not, you know, just dealing with a friend treating you like crap. This is a patient. So, right. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that would be a good segue to ask. Uh, I'm curious what. What you do, of course, uh, it sounds like you might have a meditation practice or you practice mindfulness yourself or you just have to be very self-aware. Ah, you can say CrossFit. <laughs> I'm ah. sure you can say that. Yeah, what, what do you do for yourself? I'm curious. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's, I'm glad you asked that because I am not the best at listening to my own voice, which is why I think I probably said that at the beginning because I was like, I need to remind myself to do that. But I do love to work out and I love to walk my dog. And those are practices that I used to be an avid runner and I felt like I always had to go, go, go. And now I do, you know, my CrossFit classes, which I really go for the community and the people and just having that ritual of walking in and having people know who you are and just getting a good workout in and feeling like we worked hard together. Um, that, that really fills my cup. And I think the reason why I know that it does that for me is I don't think about anything in my life while I'm in that hour of CrossFit. And there's times when I'll be, I'll kind of like have to snap myself out of it and go, Oh my gosh, I have to go to work, you know? <laughs> so that's a telltale sign that you're really in the moment and having a good time. Uh, I love to hang out with my friends. We do schedule a lot of walks together and that, that connection is really important to me, but I do try to get moments like when I walk my dog where I just leave the headphones at home. Um, and just to kind of have moments that even if they're small moments to listen to my own voice, I don't, I don't yet have a strong meditation practice, I would say, but I do try to get places in my day where I'm practicing gratitude or, um, just taking some deep breaths just kind of like those pauses where I kind of look at, I look up at the trees when I'm walking my dog. I'll notice like when a butterfly goes by, you know, things of that nature yeah. that I think are small moments, but that awareness piece is, is uh, really, really important to my health. No, that, that's awesome. And how do you, uh, I'm curious, uh, of course, if you're in the middle of a wad, right, you're, you're, uh, extremely exhausted and you're going to be yeah. fully present because you're you're sucking wind and yeah you're not going to be thinking about anything else through the rest of uh, you know during that workout but that might actually right. only be 20 minutes of the hour that you're in the gym but it sounds like you have a nice community in Denver also that uh, you get to see uh, good friends and that there's a lot of the, what I really enjoy about CrossFit, although I've never been a member of a CrossFit gym, I really enjoy the camaraderie that a lot of our groups come down with and just anybody involved in the CrossFit community is, is very encouraging of other people. Um, and yeah, so is it, is it the community that, that allows you to stay more present? Um, yeah, I think the community is a is a huge piece of it. Uh, yeah, I would say for sure, because if I'm thinking, I've done classes, other fitness classes and group classes before, and I think that you are, you know, you're doing the thing, whether it be a spin class or Orange Theory, and you're doing the class and you're not really talking to anyone and you're just kind of listening to the instructor and you're doing your own thing. Um, I think that kind of lends itself to letting your mind wander a little bit more just depending on the class, but uh, you know, yoga, like don't even get me started in yoga because that's like just opening Pandora's box of my mind. Um, but I think for CrossFit it's, yeah, it's, it's the familiarity. It's that I, I love the ritual. I love the ritual of getting, I get up very early to work out. So I just love that, that that's my start to the day and I can walk in and, you know, I know it's exactly an hour and I know that what we're going to do for the workout. And I think it is that I'm most often talking to my, you know, classmates, the other members that are there Sure. and we're joking about our lives and we're focusing on the barbell. And I do think that CrossFit workouts make you nervous. So you're kind of always, you're just really focused on what you have to do for the workout. And I think that's another piece is that, um, 
I still get nervous doing CrossFit. Like I like this morning we did a workout and when the three, two, one goes, you're like, Ooh, you kind of get this like surge yeah. of, here we go. <laughs> so I think that's another piece for me, you know, just my own personal experience that I am nervous about the workout almost every day. Cause I know, I know that I'm going to go through that internal battle of where should I go? Like there's in terms of scaling, because I am able and capable of doing almost every workout prescribed, but I can't tell you how many times I'll just question it and I'll go, yeah, you know, I have to plan everything out in my head of, should I do 65 pounds or 85 pounds today? And okay, so uh, maybe I'll just do 65 today because that, you know, I just don't really feel like pushing myself. And then I'm like, are you crazy? You know, so the whole time I'm having like this dialogue with myself about a workout because I'm nervous about it. Like that does nothing to do with my daily life stresses, right. you know? So it's kind of cool that you're, you're focused on a task that really requires you to be present, right. you know, you kind of, like, you can equate it to like climbing or something, you know, where you just, every step you have to be very mindful. No. And there's a, there's a buildup to it. And there is a, there's a, it seems like there's a certain amount of, uh, I don't know if showmanship is the right word to use, but, uh, you know, you get a bunch of people together and it's kind of like you're getting thrown in the gauntlet depending on the class or depending on the gym. Sometimes you're you're lined up there and you're like, okay, are we going to get through this? Are we going to die yeah. out there? And it, it does. It sucks you into the moment and I could totally see you. Uh, Joy, rolling out your yoga mat in a nice, peaceful uh, grass pasture and doing some asanas and being like, what the fuck? I'm thinking about everything right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I totally. totally oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I freaking love yoga, but I don't go to be mindful. I go because I'm just like... I'm going to get some really good movements here and let my body do that. But I do not have put the expectation on myself that I'm going to be, you know, keeping my mind wrangled because right. that just doesn't happen. Right. That's, that's funny. I, I wanted to ask you uh, a question about what it's like. Okay. So, so when I go to do a group workout, especially when it's a competitive group. So I went to I went to Orlando to do the CrossFit level one and I had never, like I said, I've never been part of a gym, but I've been working out for I mean pretty much all my life. And so I said, yeah, you know what? I wanna I wanna study up and I wanna go to uh, do the CrossFit level one. And I got there and I was like, okay, these are not the guys that are in Mucho Musculo, our, our local gym here where it's like, you know, there's like six meatheads and a bunch of other people who have no idea what they're doing. And, you know, it's just like a dirty old gym in, in Costa Rica. I was like, okay, these yeah. are some real athletes here. And I got charged up about it. I was like, okay, we're going to see how this, we're going to see how this goes. Actually, so, so I'll, you'd probably appreciate the story. Uh, yeah. You probably know what the CrossFit level one tests there. As I understand, it's the same workout that they do for all the level ones. And I, it was mm -hmm. thrusters and thrusters and something else. And, uh, and then it ended in the rowing machine. I actually, <laughs> I asked Donnie. Uh, Sounds trainer, like it's Jackie. Yeah, I, I can't, uh, I'm not very good with the, the names because I don't, practice CrossFit regularly, but it was yeah. pretty brutal. It was a pretty brutal workout, Put it, but I was sized up against all these dudes and most of them are bigger than I was. And of course there were, there were women there too, but with the question that I wanted to ask you as, as a, as a man and as a competitor, I look at these guys, I'm like, all right, I have to beat them. I want to, and I'm like looking at the next, next guy who happened to take his shirt off and I'm like, all right, like, let's, let's size him up. Let's try to, let's try to win this for the team. And I ended up flying through this workout and just, just maxing myself out at my, uh, probably outputting all of the power that I possibly could. And I was the guy laid out on the floor for like, probably uh, probably close to 15 minutes after the workout and it was just everyone it was just a crazy environment everybody cheering around these rowing machines and, you know 
50 people in the same workout and it was it was crazy i let it get probably uh, probably let it get the best of me because i was not the guy on the floor dying afterwards but you know how that goes kind of in in crossfit <laughs> totally. so my so my question is as a as a woman and i know that you are competitive in some capacity or that you that you must be i don't know if you actually compete i can't remember but do you just line up and be like ah oh, look at these bitches i'm gonna smoke every <laughs> one of them <laughs> could you tell me more about uh, that what it's like yeah. from a woman's perspective <laughs> oh that's so funny so when i first started crossfit I'm trying to think. I always kind of held this badge of honor that I was going to do more, be more. I had kind of a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, and that's a completely different story just from how I was raised. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of a I'll show you mentality in my 20s. So I ran a lot of races. I did a lot of activities. I don't know who I was trying to prove anything to, but I just like that's kind of how it started. Okay. okay. So I think I think when I started CrossFit, I had a lot of that energy, that lingering energy that I was just like, I'm going to show everyone I'm going to be the best. And when I started CrossFit, I was really like, for some reason, when it kicked in that it was a competition, I was like, oh, it's going down because I knew <laughs> that I was really good at fitness. I knew that I was very strong. I knew that I was, you know, I could, I had the aerobic capacity. I was just kind of, I have the genetics of an athlete. And so um, I knew that I could really apply myself to do very well in CrossFit. And so that kind of became the joke is I was starting to be known just in my little circle that, that, that I started CrossFit, CrossFit with was that joy can beat all the boys. And so that was kind of my badge of honor. I was like, I can't let that go. I have right. to beat all the boys. And so whenever we would do workouts together, joy would beat all the boys. And so that kind of became my mantra. It was like, I have to beat the boys. Um, and so, you know, starting into my CrossFit gym, I think that just kind of carried over. Like I was just always hell bent on beating the boys. And then if a girl came around that was stronger than me, I'd be like, oh, hell no, this is not happening. <laughs> but in a beautiful way that CrossFit is, it I really love when people come in because at this point in, in my gym, I'm probably one of the more stronger um, at, female athletes in the gym. So whenever there's a chick that kind of comes in, that's just kills, kills me. I love it because I'm like, oh yeah, I need to like, have that push and that fire so I, so I can become better, you know? So, um, yeah, but it's, it, it has died down. I will say just as I get older and, um, I see more that it was starting to become too much of a negative thing as opposed to an inspiring thing. I think competition can inspire you and it was turning more into a negative energy for me where I was, uh, either just being a total snob and, you know, um, making the competition a little too obsessive to now I'm like, I do this because I like it and I enjoy it. And I do love the competitive piece, but I have it. I have more fun with it now. I think everything as I've gotten older, I've shifted to just have fun. That that's awesome. And it's also an interesting perspective to hear from someone who is strong, you know, who uh, you walk into a room and you're up against females. Well, I put my money on you, right? You're one of the stronger <laughs> athletes, right? And yeah, uh, for me, okay, I'm smaller individual than like, I remember the guy on our trip, Ryan? I mean, he was 215 oh yes. pounds. He was enormous. So I mean, traps on traps on traps. So of course, I'm excited to be able to compete with someone like that uh but i'm not like all right well i'm gonna sh i'm just gonna embarrass this guy you know what i mean so i feel like you don't go to you don't show up at your gym in the morning obviously you just probably go and do your thing and uh yeah and do the best that you can and but you're not like you don't show up to make the other girls feel bad uh, no. by any by any means so it's interesting here hearing it from the uh, the top, uh, the top athlete perspective. That's uh, yeah, it's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think having fun is just a little more my style these days. And I, I think there's something to be said too, as a female, just being really competitive. And, um, it doesn't mean that you don't like the other person. I just listened to Ronda Rousey's book and I just, I love her approach on competing and how I think women are seen as, you know, 
violent or angry if they want to compete with each other, but it's kind of more natural for males to just have that uh, instinct. So um, I think it's, it sometimes can be a conflict just internally a bit of like, do I, am I making too big of a deal about this? But I think what, at the end of the day, if I'm having fun and it drives me and inspires me and makes me want to push to be better then I'm good with it. Right. Of course, of course. And uh, yeah. And, and well, I guess you've been a trainer for, for years and um, I think you have your CrossFit level two now. And yeah, so you're also there to, uh, well, your purpose might not be to inspire other people, but you are probably an inspiring people in the gym for people and, and also helpful. And especially if you're a trainer, you know, for other people to achieve their goals, whatever they are, I guess. Is yeah. What I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Joy, I, I think uh, that might be a, a fun place to, to end, but um, I could ask you a final question off of that. And, and I just, dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, do you think you could answer this question if somebody out there is listening and they want to get to their goals and no matter what it is, uh, but they just want to be the best version of themselves, whether it's in, in CrossFit or anything else in their lives or getting over their own stuff. Do you have any, any sage wisdom to leave people with? Oh, I know I have so much wisdom. I know I have so you much do. Wisdom. <laughs> I know you do. And I, I never prepare people for this question. So that's great. No, that's great. I, the first thing that comes to mind for me, if I was to talk to someone is to really, I'm going to go back to the cheesy, uh, find your own voice because I think I see a lot of people right now getting stuck in the comparison game, especially because of social media, it's really, really blown up. Um, I really want people to question and be critical of every single thing that they think about themselves. Um, and by that, I mean, not being critical, but, but, but question it. So anything that goes through your mind, it, whether it be a negative thought or, you know, the, I'm not enough that come through your mind throughout the day. Um, I, I want people to really think critically about those voices because I think sometimes we can go, where the heck did this come from? Like, oh, it's because I've been looking at Instagram all day and it's like beautiful bodies. Um, so so those are the things I think creep into our minds without us knowing it. So I would encourage people to be mind, mindful scrollers and mindful with media because at the most important part of your life, it's so vital that you just listen to what you want to do, what you want to be, what you want to become and be, become more familiar with that and get confident in that because with confidence comes the ability to see, you know, perfect things that you used to compare yourself to and be like, oh, that's good for them. You know, like if you can be apl applauding someone's successes, I think that's a good sign that you're comfortable in your own skin. Um, but the, I think just getting lost in the world of all the social comparison is really doing a disservice for what we can contribute. And if you're feeling bad about yourself and you feel like you, you just don't know what, where to start, I always tell people to just do something for someone else today. Like stop thinking about yourself because that's just going to run you into a tailspin. So just for today, let's take a break from that. And I want you to go do something and be of service in some way, shape or form. Now don't get caught up on going to a nonprofit, but what if your friend needs something like go take them some food or, you know, pick them some, pick up trash on the side of the road today. If you see it and you're like nearby a trash can, like that's kind of what I've been doing a lot lately is I, every time I take my dog for a walk, if there's a trash can nearby, cause I can't like be collecting bags of trash, <laughs> but you know, like, like I try to, that's, that's a practice of just getting outside of myself to do something for someone else. So I would encourage people to start thinking that way. That's awesome. Joy, we need more garbage pickers. I too am a garbage picker. And, yeah, uh, I, I love it. I call it Zen, my Zen trash or not my karma, my karma trash. Um, it's Zen too. But like I say, you know, good karma, like you're putting good energy out. So I always tell people, go pick up some karma trash. Wait, <laughs> you're the person who told me karma trash. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because I was I was just about to say that. Somebody told me, I think we were we were probably hiking in the national park. Yeah. And, you know, I picked yeah. up the smallest piece of garbage ever probably yeah. and you're like oh good karma trash i do that too <laughs> yeah that's funny that's, funny. that's great yeah. well uh well joy what a what a nice place to end uh is there anywhere yeah. else obviously your podcast is girls gone wad where 
People can go out and hear uh, you and Claire kick it every week. Is there is there anywhere else where they can go? Yeah, I was going to say 215 episodes, by the way. They have a lot of catching up to you if you guys haven't heard our show yet. But it's girlsgunwadpodcast.com. And then if you want to look us up on social media, we're on Instagram, Girls Gone Wild Pod- Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, all the social media chains. You can pretty much guarantee it's Girls Gone Wild. If you Google it in the search, we'll, we'll show up. And then on iTunes and pretty much anywhere, everywhere that you can get podcasts now, we're we're available. Awesome. We'll we'll join next time. I'm going to have to ask you about the provocative name, Girls Gone Wild. I never got a chance to do it. So There's we'll... nothing. I can tell you really quick. It's like the shortest answer. <laughs> I have a, I really, I am serious. My friend is a, writes comics and he's very witty. And I knew that he'd have some ideas for when we were trying to name the podcast and he gave me that name. So we have to credit my friend Gary for naming the podcast. That's so funny. You know, Julie has the same story. Somebody asked her that on her trip and somebody yeah. said, oh, where did Paleo MG come from? And she's like, I don't know. Somebody somebody commented on Facebook. That's what you should name your blog. And so I did. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad it's working out for you guys. Julie, this has been so much fun. This has been great. Thank you, Matt. Yo, live different podcast listeners. You know what to do. You love the episode if you listened this far. Go to iTunes. Show us some love. Please, that's all we ask. A little five-star review. Just a little review. That's all we need. Send it to a friend who needs to get their ass in gear. We're trying to do good work here, and we need your help. Hey, you know what? Special offer. Send me an email personally. I will write back. Matt at under30experiences.com. I want to know your feedback and then I want to meet you in person. Maybe our yoga retreat, maybe our fitness retreat, who knows. Check out under30experiences.com. Go do something awesome with your life.